0: What's going on, everybody? This is James Grandmaster, Facts Boys, and you're here for another episode of the Facts Project. Today, very special guest here to talk about Terminus Veil, Volume 1, the action mystery comic that's now out right now on Kickstarter in the last few days.
1: Jack Harris Jr., thank you for being here, brother. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate being here, James, man. It's awesome, man.
0: Yeah, not a problem, man. So to get right into it, um, I'm going to say my first inclination of this book and this campaign by itself pretty much newton lillinois put a repost out of basically the the campaign as when it first dropped yeah and i saw the variant cover that was done by giancarlo bernal and i was like oh shit what is this so to all of us that necessarily have haven't haven't heard of the book or haven't had a chance to read the summaries or anything like that if you could explain terminus veil uh volume one as you see it
1: yeah so terminus veil is basically a story about a private security team that uh, is transporting a new invention it's kind of top secret and they get attacked guys in helicopters come down just start spraying at them um they're trying to figure out like you know what's going on why are we even being attacked um, and that kind of turns into a bigger mystery. It's a, a long running series is the plan. Um, our volume one, it basically holds issue one through four. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, man, it's, it's action. It's uh, a lot of diverse characters. Um, really that team element, if you like team books, um, that's kind of the feel of it, mm-hmm. um, with a little bit of influence from like anime, um, ghost in the shell, uh, stuff like that
0: right 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 i was it's funny because when you brought up uh in the like the subline where it was like basically for you ghost of the shell ghost of the shell fans i was thinking about myself uh Genro, because i'm an older older cat so Jinro, the wolf brigade okay yeah I, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. I know that's mind. what i was thinking of with, with this i was like oh man so when you say private security firm yeah are you necessarily describing mercenaries they
1: they, they really have that identity uh, kind of crisis going on a little bit where, uh, their leader, Chuan is is very much like, Hey, we're not mercenaries. We do bodyguard work. We do, you know, transporting of, of equipment, high tech equipment, valuables. Um, or some other people on the team are like, Hey, like whatever pays, whatever gets the job done. So they have kind of that, you know, they're there, there's some little bit of, uh, dissonance on on if they're truly mercenaries or not
0: yeah and necessarily like um if the way I'm reading it through the series there is an interesting I guess dynamic between uh the leader was it uh Quan, Quan yeah. Gong, and yeah, uh,
1: it, 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 you could say Quan or you could say Chuan either either way got
0: you and um Dr Edward Clarence yes yeah now is this who they work for
1: they don't work for Edward Clarence they work directly for Chu-On. Edward Clarence works for a large corporation called Dynamic Technologies and that's the equivalent of you know what if you had Lockheed and uh a healthcare company all just any kind of technolo- technological uh, technology um that you can think of from military grade equipment to uh again, healthcare inventions, stuff like that. Mm. He runs this company. He's their uh, chief scientist, chief engineer there. And he has, he's pretty much uh, the antagonist of Terminus Vale. He's been stealing and orchestrating uh, robberies of other people's IP and
0: tech. Mm. Um,
1: And Chuan's aware of it. And so they're both kind of caught in this. And his struggle, because both of them are aware of each other and that they know about each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that leads into some of the mystery about Terminus Vale. Um, Chuan knows stuff about uh, Dr. Clarence that the rest of his team doesn't know, and he hasn't shared it with them. So uh, that causes a little bit of uh, infighting between him and his team sometimes. Right. So it gets really interesting on that type of stuff. Man.
0: Now, would you... um? But because you you actually gave like a little bit of a preview of the first four pages in the summary for the Kickstarter. Would you describe this first volume, just this first one, as basically how it kind of the twists and turns start to happen as a heist first?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a heist first. Um and that's what you really get to see in issue one is is the first heist and, and the guardians basically the first time they get attacked across mm-hmm. in a in, you know from all these sequence of robberies that's been going on. Um, and how they react to it. Right. And, and uh, some of their members are like, hey, like, we got to figure out immediately who's attacking us. Some of them are like, all right, whatever. You know, like it's just another day at the job. Right. Um, and that kind of leads into more uh, two and three. Issue two and three go into more of what what the team is doing, as well as what Dr. Clarence is doing. Um, and issue four kind of ends it out with a, another big part of another heist um, where the team is involved and it's just action-packed so i I describe volume one it's really an introduction to the story really introduction to the characters Mm -hmm. um and 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 all of the key players and you know as we start to get to volume two and volume three you really start to get into all right what is the mystery all about why is why are these things happening and it's it's not just straight up material game
0: yeah and you you obviously um putting this together I know you you basically talked about it it took over about like 10 years for you to make yeah. and I can honestly say just from that viewpoint because you're actually trying to write into the script of like what 16 members so everybody yeah. has their own personalities
1: yeah 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 it's it, you know it it's tough trying to fit everybody in and, and getting you know getting a a good feel of who each person is but I, I really try to to showcase uh, a couple characters per ish, per issue so you gotta get to to really know them and then mm-hmm. when you see that conflict and that that infighting in the team you understand why
0: yeah because uh, what is it I guess Dash is like the rookie of the team yeah. and uh I guess he walks in on somebody in a unprovoked, <laughs> in an unprovoked manner right 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 and they're, and they're pretty much ragging them for it and everything like that but everybody's everybody that's been around the team for the most part understands that like most of them are just talking shit in the first place
1: yeah 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 it's it's a lot of bickering and fun i like the idea of you know they're they're adults right and uh they're people who put their life on the line a lot of them are ex-military so yeah they have no problem crossing a few lines as far as jokes
0: nah i hear that now when we're talking about you um over, taking over 10 years to put this together. What initially was the spark that basically caused for all this to happen?
1: Yeah, man, Um, I've, you know, I've loved comics since I was a kid. Um, And I've been reading them, you know, probably since seven, eight, six, seven, eight years old. Um, And so, uh, you know, when I was a kid, man, I really thought I was going to create comics for a living. That's what I kind of pictured for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to the counselor. Uh, with my parents, I was like, "Yeah, that's what I'm doing." They were like, "Uh, what?" Um, <laughs> and so you know, <laughs> it kind of things kind of changed. I ended up being a, a software engineer, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's been pretty good, but it's not fulfilling. And so, right. uh, a couple years, ago, you know, a long time, 2009, I, I came up with the idea of Terminus fail. I just started creating characters, started creating events, really world building, yeah. um, and just did that over and over and as twenty twenty hit, I was not in the best place as far as career and work. I just and I just did not like it. Um, and so I was like, you know what, I gotta find something that fulfills me, you know, find something that and I remember just going back and thinking about it, like I always wanted to do a comic. I've been mean, writing on this story like there really is no reason to wait. And so yeah, mm-hmm. man, I just took it from there. Started writing the, the full script to issue one, building the art team um and that's you know that's that but i've always loved it man and and yeah. when i when i when i started terminus veil it really was just me just kind of you know a, a, a quick idea of a character in the story and i was like you know what let me just add on
0: right right now also in the same breath i mean also self-described as the mc oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. so i, I mean I just... we- being, being your love of music and everything, you've had an opportunity to look at things not only through the music but through a visual sense. So yeah, when you, yeah. you know, writing the script out and everything, and talking to writers about how the look should happen and everything like that, that I'm, I'm sure, that that type, that type, type, it kicks in after a while.
1: Yeah, man. You know, that's that was what made script writing. Like people ask me if it's hard, and I'm like, it's not hard to me because I'm, I used to write in bars, and bars are. They can be hard sometimes when you're trying to catch the beat um with mm-hmm. scripts you're kind of you're in charge it's it's almost like you feel like a producer more than you feel like a rapper sometimes um right. because you're you're so in charge of it but um yeah man like I used to rap oh man I started rapping when I was like 16 17 started just writing stuff and then when I got about 21 I really tried to pursue it for for a good five or six years, and and it was a big part of why I created Terminus Veil. When I when I came up with the idea, I was in the middle of writing a song. Um, I used to like to you know put bars together that you know you talk about like having superpowers or something like that, right? Yeah. Like, um, and so that just made me kind of like you know what, like I could write a I could write a comic, and so yeah, um, yeah.
0: now had had you ever putting anything together before Terminus Veil? Is this like your first crack
1: at it? This is my first professional crack at other than just doing the kind of fun stuff you do as a, a teenager or a kid.
0: Man. Cause like literally out the gate, man, you, you put up just a 4k goal and now <laughs> it's been jumped up to like 12, man. I'm If, if you was an independent artist and everything in, in,
1: in music right now, you'd be, you'd be hitting. <laughs> true. True. I learned a lot though. Like I learned a lot from rapping um, as, as an artist that, of what it means to market, I think, and I think that I took a lot of that with me when I um, started Terminus Valley because you really, you know, I think when I was rapping, I always, I just, I love to write and make songs, um, but I didn't handle the business, I didn't handle the marketing, I mm-hmm. didn't handle that well, and and I didn't I, ultimately, I don't feel like I was successful. I had fun, I loved it, um, but ultimately, I don't feel like successful, and that was one of the things that I didn't want to, to slip in this scenario was. Hey, you know, look at you know, find out the the, you know, the lay of the land, and, you know, the people who you need to talk to and learn from. Um, yeah. Really tr- try to understand the community, um, and so yeah, I took all of that very seriously, and I think that played a major part in why we were successful.
0: That's what's happening. Now, you you chose another option as to where a lot of a lot of creators type to go. Some people might have had the opportunity to put this out for single issues, 22 to 26 pages. You decide to go to graphic novel format and just go full in. Be like, you know what? I'm done this portion of the book. So you're giving yeah. us a trade early. Yeah, yeah. Why do that?
1: Well, you know, I started with single issues, right? Like I, I self-funded all my single issues one through three. And then I just brought them all together for the volume one. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, I I think from a business standpoint, you know, graphic novels, volumes, trades, they're a little easier to manage when you're indie like this than floppies. Floppies are, um, they're just, when you look at the pricing, you have to do the cost, um, and then you're talking about how do you make that work in a store, yeah. It gets weird, right? Like, you know, we you know, I, uh $10 a floppy is kind of what I see at cons, right? Which I think is where I'll ultimately be priced at. Um right now we've been doing them for 5 to get the circulation and get the word out. Mm-hmm. But I think that's where we're going. Um but you know, a $10 floppy in a comic book store is it's a different feel, you know what I mean, when you're people are choosing between X-Men and yeah. Oh, right. Like they, they, they got a, a ton of choices, and not just on the, you know, big twos Clyde, but also on Image, Boom, Dark Horse, all of these, mm-hmm. you know, indie. They're still much lower than that. Um, but I think when you get into trades, that pricing becomes a little, a little more hazy, and you can be at something that works at the indie level. Um, and so that's kind of why we really focused on Volume One versus focus on the issues we. You know, I always have floppies. I got floppies at stores now. Um, but yeah, trades is where we feel like the the real the real part of the market's at for us. That's you know? true.
0: That's true. And and the now you being from Georgia, Georgia's starting to be like a mecca of, of creators that that are around there lately like
1: Oh, man. I yeah, I was blown away once I really, you know, I got into it. I started seeing the community and you got godhood out here They're, mm-hmm. they're doing big things. Um man, there's a lot of creators down here. I mean, yeah, Najee like from, from Concrete. Uh, um concrete, yep. yeah. Um yeah man, no, it's it's a lot of us down here, so yeah, it's it's definitely bubbling down here.
0: Yeah, because I was about to say, like, as far as like the culture of what it is, as far as like the creators that are out there, when you have like like Atlanta Comic Con and um uh was it Dragon Con that are down there? Dragon Con, yeah, I mean, Momo Con. Yeah, so when so when you go down there and y'all y'all all meet up and you just basically like see this world be like yo this is
1: just regional yeah and yeah we're, we're popping Right. yeah i mean it's 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 surprising man like i didn't realize like i really got a uh the last year has been eye-opening how many people and you know are are down here they you know really moving books um and you see them in the stores you know there's a big uh uh black comic book store down here challenges Mm-hmm. Um, owned by Tony Kate. And, you know, when I go in there, I see, you know, he's got a really great selection of, of of black creators, um, and indie creators. And so I go in there and look and I'm just like, man, okay. Mm-hmm. So it lets me know what level I gotta be at when I'm, you know, when we're, you know, trying to build our team, trying Hard. to put books out. You know what I mean? Like it's you know, we're it's 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 getting good, man. And I, I just seen some books when I'm looking on Instagram, I'm like, goodness, all right. Yeah, this, yeah. it's getting real, man
0: so for for this trade, as opposed to the as opposed to the floppies, your art team has grown, and your variant covers have multiplied. yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? so if you could like like the art team is like probably like sixteen deep but like yeah, for yeah. somebody that's like putting this out like putting the putting the volume out for the first time, like how'd you get all these people together,
1: man, so it really is more, you know, like I I broke the book down one, you know, one through four. So it it kind of helps that, that a little bit, you know, when I was first doing issue one, um, you know, I I was just reaching out to artists. I reached out to Jordan Gunderson and he was like, cool. You know, like he thought he was going to be able to do like two or three issues for me. And I was like, all right, bet. So that should be a good block. And, um, he had some, other contracts that he was, you know, basically obligated to. So he can only do one issue for me. So then I was like, all right, well, back to the drawing board, let's go find another artist. Um, and so again, we found another artist, got him on. And it was probably the first wake up call for me about, um, how much I needed to understand about the business of working with artists. Um, because he did a great job, not taking anything away from, uh, uh, De Silva, but he wasn't uh uh on the same page with me business wise, and so I was like, all right, well, I gotta make another change. So we right. do that, <laughs> go to issue three, make another change again, kind of the same story. So, um, that that's probably why we have so many artists on volume one. Ten, uh, you know, initially I wanted to keep, I want to really rock with the same art team over and over and over again, right? Um, which is what I'm planning on doing. We got for issue four. Delio Diaz Frank Albazar um they're set to do issue five set to do issue six um and everything's been really great with us so I don't see any changes in the future but yeah that played a part in, in why you know from the interior side but from the variant side man it was just me wanting to have fun man
0: yeah you man know? yeah because you brought <laughs> out some heavy
1: hitters <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 like you know um you know Bernal obviously just seeing all the work he had did for dream Fury um, and you know, I mean, I love Keisha, uh, demon eater. It's just yeah, man. one, of, I feel like as as an indie book, it's one of the best indie books I've seen put together mm-hmm. from a, you know, a small creative team. So, uh, had to get him, uh, he, I seen he was open for commissions. I was like immediately on Facebook. Like, I remember
0: hey, when hey. he did that.
1: <laughs> I was like, hey, hey, you know, so, uh, there was that and, um uh, the Zahn the brothers, they always are on kickstart every kickstarter campaign i feel like i see them doing a variant um they had did one for um, joystick angels mm-hmm. that was really dope and yeah. so i was just like man let me see if i can reach out so reached out and they were like yeah we can do it um and then oh man i i met marcus, marcus uh, williams oh yeah of course marcus williams again one of those scenes some he you know marcus williams rarely open for commissions. Like yeah. I, I'm, look, I'm looking on his profile all the time. Like, you open, yo. So I happen to be on his front. No, yeah, no shit. I'm on the pro. I'm driving on the road and I stop at a red light and being a horrible driver that I am, I look at my phone, look at Instagram just on some random because I think somebody had DM me or something. So I looked and just seen the feed and he came up with my feed and was like, uh, I'm taking five commissions right now. And when I tell you, I tried to type that shit in right then and there on the road. Like, Dang, let, me get in. <laughs> man, let me get in. let me get in. Let me in. get in. <laughs> what does it take? So yeah, when he when he got on it, man, um, uh, what he did, he did with our character body of man, it was awesome. I thought that was just beautiful. Everything he does is dope, but Yeah, man. Oh, man, yeah, I thought that was it. Um and then we met uh at MomoCon, I met Asia Fulmore and uh she mm. had a booth there. she um uh, was selling her amethyst book. Um, and so I I looked at it and was like, all right, this is dope. um, and so you know, got that book. I read it to my daughter at night. um and you know, I was like, man, let me see if I can get a cover for her. So yeah, right. man, it was just like you know, just reaching out, man I I just wanted to have a lot of fun with it. I thought it would be exciting for fans and it's definitely always cool to work with people in the in the community, man.
0: That's true. That's true. And good segue, because, I mean, you bring up the point of family, but you have family that basically helped you put this together, correct?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, my wife is uh, a big part of the graphic design, all the layouts, all of our promotions as far as, you know, we're doing stuff um, for cons. So, yeah, she's she's a huge part of, of what's going on. And I got family members. My sister's always helping me out of run, run tables, which is if you ever ran a con, it's oh, everybody, anybody who knows about it, it's
0: You can't keep your eye on everybody.
1: Lot. Yeah, man, it's a lot, you know. And, and, you know, it's not just like, hey, I'm gonna be at my table all day. It's like, you do want to connect and go see other people so you got to get up and then. Mm-hmm. So it's always good to have somebody there running it with you. So my sister's been a big help on that. And then overall, my family's been real supportive, man. Like, they're a big part of the reason why day one, we, we funded a lot of family members it's just like, hey, man. You know, you you doing it, so we are gonna support. So that's what's happening. Gotta have it, man.
0: So, so recently, you you just got got back from DreamCon. So, how yeah. how was that experience being over in Austin, Texas, and all that heat nah. the past three days?
1: <laughs> man, DreamCon was it, it was amazing. Um, the the heat is it was a whole deal, but no, it was amazing, man. Um, meeting a lot of creators there was great. We got we we end up selling out an issue one Sunday, which was. The first time we'd ever sold out of a book at a con like that. So that was a dope. Um, we ended up going to they had like an industry mixer on Saturday night with the yep. RDC world. And that was cool just to be out there. And me and my wife had way too much to drink. We had to, went to the after party, had way too much to drink. And then we, then I realized as we were walking back to the hotel, like, damn, I got to get up and run this
0: table. To- you you got to do the table tomorrow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, nah, man, it was fun barbecue. We had good barbecue out there. Got to connect with a few uh, people we know. Almost vintage. He's a common collector. He took us out to eat. Man, it was it was awesome. Man, that's what's up, man.
0: That's good. That's good, man. So overall, the experience from basically putting this trade out and understanding what what has the reception been
1: yeah it's been good man um you know i've had some people that have directly came back to you know like seeing me at a second con or at a second event and was just like man issue one was dope you got two and three on you like i'm getting them right now um which is always good i think that's the the best feeling um you know from a critical review standpoint we've done okay um I think there's um you know, me growing as a writer and as a creator, there's some there's some stuff I can definitely learn to clean up. Okay. Um and I think we're, you know, we got plans to bring in an editor for issue five. So I think that'll help out a lot. Um yes. some of that. But overall, I mean, I feel like just from the people who I've seen by it and come back and talk to me, like it's it's been a good man
0: yeah now is the plan to go back and just go into issue five uh, and just like have that as the floppy or just like literally yeah. continue on and try to do a volume two right off the bat like take a little bit more time
1: no, we're gonna do floppies again. I think it's you know i don't I don't like to leave like if we do a volume two, it'll be you know probably a year before um you know somebody gets to read what happens next um and I think it's just cool because there are some people who they really don't want to do trades they want to do floppies and yeah as long as i can get them to you at a reasonable <laughs> a reasonable way like i don't mind doing floppies sure. i don't mind getting them printed i think the biggest deal is just trying to figure out um you know how we get them to you but yeah if you know we, we're gonna sell floppies on our site um we'll probably have I, I know we'll have floppies in stores all through metro atlanta we'll probably have floppies um regionally as well. And and if anybody ever just if a store owner is like, hey, can I get floppies from me? Like I'm gonna give you them. Right. But um yeah, yeah. It's you know, so we'll do floppies for five and six. And then we've got plans to do a one shot for our character body. Okay. Um and so we'll try to have those basically the production of issue five and the production of the one shot uh going in parallel. Mm. Um so we expect I'm the one shot I'm expecting to be about forty-five pages, um, so we expect it to be probably, you know, early spring before it gets out. But I think issue five will. Pro- it, it, it's a good chance issue five will be out before the year's ended. So, okay, um, yeah.
0: So if anybody wanted to get their hands on like single issues, basically issue one, two, three, four, out without having to the, the trade because the trade is a part of the Kickstarter. Dude, is there is there a website they could get to in order to get that in their hands?
1: Yeah, yeah. terminusvale.com. Normally we you <laughs> normally you could buy it right now. Um we turned but
0: DreamCon wiped you out, brother.
1: drink <laughs> DreamCon wiped me out a little bit, but but also the uh we turned our site off. Um mm-hmm. or we turned the store of our site off while the Kickstarter was running because so we don't want to have to try to fulfill yeah. and that we are trying to push you a little bit to get the volume with us. If this is their first time with us, so, um, but it'll be back on. Uh, the store will be back open on the tenth, I believe. Um, and so yeah, you know, if you want to get issue one through three, just let us know. Um, issue four should be out probably in the next month. So,
0: perfect, perfect, man, brother, man. Look, I appreciate you being on with me. I I look forward to getting it finally getting this in my hands, and I know you're looking forward to this campaign being done. So you can finally get into the distribution of this damn thing. Yeah. So this is this has been dope, man. So for from uh James Graham, Mass Facts Boys, Jack Harris, Terminus Veil, still on Kickstarter for the next week. And then it is a wrap, but we are out.